OCN Drive with Jeffrey Herbert. Hey Gearheads, welcome to another episode of OCN Drives. I'm Jeff Herbert. I'm Graham Briggs. I'm Alex Ball. And we're here with our Car Curious producer, Joshua Hammerling. How's it going today, Josh? Fantastic. How are Excellent. You? Good to hear. I'm also happy to announce that we're here with our esteemed videographer, Martin Soderham. How's it going today? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah appreciate know, it. You got beer, so, you know, that's yeah, great. Yeah, that it is the bonus of this podcast for beer drinkers. Uh, so. Let's make sure I can crack mine open really quick here. Guys like that That sound, sound never gets old. What are you drinking there, Graham? Mm. I'm having a delicious uh, Lava Lake. It's a wit beer, which is an ale brewed with spices from Crazy Mountain Brewing. Excellent. Martin, what are you drinking, man? Same brewery. I'm having Crazy Mountain, which is an amber ale. It's a great brewery. they got a lot of good beers. Cool. Well, on that note. A little spillage. (laughs) Some friendly fire. That's okay. I might have shaken that up as I was (laughs) was coming. (laughs) On purpose. On purpose or (laughs) on accident? No, on accident. (laughs) What did Jeff do to you today that wronged you? I don't know, but. I think we should jump in. Yeah, let's jump into it, guys. Well, you know the drill. First part of the show is automotive news. Um, and I think I'm going to take this one because I think you guys are kind of sick about talking about the C8 Corvette. Am ne- I right? Never sick, just... Uh, it doesn't talk about exist. It doesn't excite you. <laughs> so I don't I care. I get it. Okay, I'll just take it. Um, sources out there say that uh, the new C8 Corvette supposedly runs a 11.3 second quarter mile which is kind of to be expected seems slow what that's almost a 10 second car but it's not a 10 second car okay which is an important thing because i believe the ford gt runs it faster it's approximately 1.3 seconds from being a 10 second which is a lot (laughs) that's a set of tires away maybe yeah maybe exactly yeah, put some cheater slicks on it, and you've got a 10-second ten, ten yeah. car from the factory Yeah, it seems, for under 60K. It seems slow, especially for them claiming an under 3-second 0 to 60. Like, what happens after that? Like, where, where's the what happens during that other 60 miles an hour? Because it says it does it at one, 121. feels like it gets bogged down somehow. Like, this and, should be a 10-second car. It totally should. I mean, it's not really designed to be a 10 second car it's a track car there's a reason why the 4gt is going to run faster yeah and likely it's a gearing issue yeah you know um because it has close to a 200 mile per hour yeah i was gonna say do do we know the top yeah top speed's 193 okay so it probably just has some pretty long gears yeah i think that and then also uh what was i reading uh it's also they also the the Z51 performance pack is also going to help a lot with that top speed. It gives you like 10 to 20 extra horsepower. Uh, Downforce also will help too. So, uh, you know, once you're getting up to those levels, like it's really like only so much can help, but the downforce really is a big one that's easily, you put more downforce, you can get those top speeds can easily creep creep past 200 plus. No, I mean, I think you need a little bit less downforce at those speeds. Because when you add downforce, it creates aerodynamic drag. Yeah, for well, depending on where what so. type of downforce you're talking about, like downforce underneath the car with the 
symmetry in effect, you know, with the floor and making sure that the air pressure underneath there is a lower pressure and I was pushing it down. Um, because one big thing once you get up to those like high, higher speeds is that um, start to lift off. You start to lift. <laughs> right. Start to become an airplane. Yeah. Well, anywho, we'll have to look at the uh, coefficient of drag th- once that's released. I think we'll never determine. be tired about talking about the C8 until we finally get to drive one. And then if we don't like it, then we'll finally be tired. And if we do like it, we'll never stop talking yeah. about it. What <laughs> so, a letdown that would be, though. Oh, if it was to, just bad. <laughs> to dedicate this much time of our lives. Yeah. And it's just awful. <laughs> it's just not a good car. But time will tell. Um, the rest of the numbers here suggest that it is uh, probably going to be at least fun to drive. Uh, with the Z51 package, it looks like Car and Driver was able to, or well, not Car and Driver, but the um, the spec sheet that got leaked said the C8 Corvette is able to pull a G um, on the skid pad, or so lateral one lateral G, which is pretty good. Uh, however, Car and Driver was able to get uh, 1.16 G out of the C7 ZR1. So I'll be interested to see what happens once uh, we see like higher performance models kind of come into the game and yeah. see what the, uh, I'm just excited to see one in person. I think it's a good looking car. I'm excited about yeah. it. I'm excited to hear it. Well, it's always like, you know, you see a car in pictures for so long until you see it in the actual flesh. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, you know, it can really change things for you. And I think it's, so. you want to talk quickly about the rumors about the Z06. Cause I do. Because here's the real exciting part about the Z06 is that uh, they spied one testing at Sebring, and it sounds like it has a a flat plane crank, which is awesome. Which is super sweet. Yeah. It's going straight after that GT350 uh, paycheck. Well, not only that, but they're like, they're squaring up to Italian exotics like Ferrari, Lamborghini, Maserati. So there's there's no hiding it. Chevrolet is... It'll be interesting to see what that Z06 costs. I think the current 29 Z06 is over 100,000, but that's still a bargain compared to a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. So if this thing can really stand up to them and it's like less than 150,000. I think those brands have a problem. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And I don't know how they fix that because one of the reasons those cars are so expensive is that they're still significantly hand built and that just costs more money. It does. So it's like, and this is a Chevy, so it's not going to be hand built at all. It's good. Robots are going to build 90% of it. So it's going to be cheap. Not to mention, I'm sure the engine architecture is, you know, you can probably find at least a few of the same parts on the new Silverados, yeah. uh, the Camaros, uh, you know, whatever yeah, else. Can, they're it, it they're has, all picking from the same parts. Yeah, bins. it's going to have, you know, Camaro dials and stuff that people are going to hate, but it's like Chevy saves a bunch of money. And again, hey, I'm I, for it. I've said this before. I think the real issue supercars are going to have is if the C8 turns out to be incredible, is that the C8 is going to work every single day. And yeah. if it breaks... You just take it to your Chevy dealer and they fix it for a couple hundred bucks because it's just like an it's just a Chevy engine. So, so it's although I will say from looking at kind of some of the resources that are out there and the amount of cooling that this car has and kind of how the engine is is in the middle of the car, I could see repairs being more expensive because you're gonna have to remove a lot of stuff there, to there, get to something yeah, like an there's alternator. There's definitely gonna be a higher cost because it's you know. I mean, 
I can't even imagine how long it's going to take for dealers to figure out how to fix these. Like they're going to have to have mechanics who understand how to work on mid engine cars, which is not a thing. So it's definitely going to cost more, but it's definitely going to cost less than getting your yeah, Ferrari. It's definitely going to be less than a Ferrari. That's for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. And there's going to be, there's a Chevy dealer every 800 feet around where we live. So it's like, where's like, where's the closest Ferrari? Like, so I'm sure there's one pretty close in Denver, but yeah. Well, there's, yeah, there's Ferrari. But Denver, you can do but. a road trip and not fear. I mean, that's one of the reasons people really like Harley Davidson motorcycles is because there's 8 billion dealerships between New York City and California. So it's like you don't have to worry about it breaking. And it's like I can't imagine road tripping any of these supercars. And, like, that would be the biggest thing in my head is, like, I could just be in the middle of Wyoming and it would break down and I'm done. <laughs> so it's like... But, yeah, the Z06, what is it? They said V8 twin turbo. Well, there's been a lot of speculation yeah. that the Z06 is going to actually use the uh, 4.2 liter V8 that GM was planning on using in the Cadillac. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, perhaps that engine, uh, double overhead cams with a flat plane crank. And it's definitely turbocharged. Turbocharged. With the video that I saw, uh, it was shooting flames. So it's definitely turbocharged. And uh, I think I've also read rumors that GM is going to have their own C8, so that'll be interesting. It'll just be a nicer C8. I don't know. GM, you mean Cadillac? Or, or No, it's isn't it GM? GM is a nice Chevy. You or mean GMC. GMC. Oh, GMC. GMC. Yeah, really? GMC is going to? I believe I read that GMC is getting their own C8. They're going to do something with it. Okay. Because that would be like one of their first, that would be like one of their first cars, right? I, yeah. I don't I'm, think they've ever well, done a car before. Yeah. Because they've only done trucks and, like, SUVs. SUVs. Yeah. I think it's a good choice for them. I I I don't know what – I mean, it already looks really nice. So I can't imagine that it would do anything other than add a bunch of weight to and make it, like, more CEO-friendly, I guess. (laughs) But Maybe a Denali version of a C8. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Blasphemy, Graham. Blasphemy. Just crazily chromed out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Would that be the first uh, Corvette that's turbocharged, right? Because they always used to supercharge. Yeah, the current Z06 is a supercharged. You can get like a 750 horsepower Z06 supercharged right now, a 2019, which is crazy. (laughs) But uh, I'm more excited about this than anything right now in the the supercar world i think it is a supercar we'll see but i think it's like from what we know right now definitely the z06 is a supercar yeah we'll see what the 500 horsepower one is like it might be just like better than a mustang which is not a high bar to set but but if it if it can compete then maybe it is a supercar which is sweet plus if the new z06 comes out at a price point like Z06s of past have, which wouldn't be uh, that crazy of a thought considering the new C8 is still under 50. Yes, it's more expensive than the C7 was, but not by that much. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting to get into, you know, 911 range. I was, was going to so, say, if you would you pick a I don't know C8 over like a GTR? Or, I mean, I probably now because the GTR is pretty old. Yeah. But even like newer 911s and I'll put it this way, I would That's a tough crowd. I would almost be willing to say that I'm willing to take a C8 Z06 whatever it may be when it comes out over a 911 or a GTR. That's a bold statement. Or a GTR? Yeah. 
Yeah, or a GTR. I don't know. I'm not. I've never driven a GTR, so I can't. I can't speak to it mm-hmm. too much. Um, but I'm not a huge, huge fan of all-wheel drive cars. Like, really? Like in that in that way, I yeah. think they're. Um, you know, they're not as emotive as a rear-wheel sure, drive car. Yeah. They take a rear-wheel drive car you're takes not, a little more finessing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> Jeff likes the the death factor in his car driving. There's no drama. They're too predictable. They grip it? too well. I mean, yes, they're snap your neck fast, but I'm kind of about the theater of it, which is why I love Ferrari. Do we have a price point on the car? No. 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 We don't. We, we only have a price point on the current C8, the base model, which is, again, starting under 60 with, with like, air quotes, because in no way will anyone ever be get one under 60. So Yeah, exactly. I'm still shocked over here that you would pick it over a 911, though. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's like fighting words. I'm European. So. Typically, yeah. I was going to say typical <laughs> European response over here. Yeah. 911s are pretty sweet. We are, we are very pro 911. We are. So. But the thing, there's, I love 911s, and the new one, just, I get goosebumps when I look at it. Mm-hmm. And yes, I could see Did myself you, driving that car every day, but it, it looks, it's, it's, there's not much news about it. I mean, it looks like every 911 that precedes it. True. Yeah. So, do you take the Z06 over like I'm trying to think what else like an what an R8 or an A8? Oh yeah, I, I would take it over that. Oh too. yeah, again that's the all wheel without drive. a doubt. Yeah, I'm I'm not that's a pretty sweet. I'm not a huge R8 like fan a, for that. What like a same like reason. an M5? Okay, now we're getting a little tricky because I do that, love the new because the, M, the M5 is going to be like. Honestly, the Z06 might be M5 money territory. M5s are like 150 for like a nice one. So it's like, that's only like, I bet it's only like 20 to 30,000 more at most if they try and keep the Z06 price down. Yeah. And it's like, M5 would be pretty sweet. It's not, obviously, there's no theatric look. Like it, M5s, you can't tell the difference between an M5 right. and an M3. They look mm-hmm. the same. But it's a race car that you can have two golf bags in. Exactly. Well, this, they, you can. The C8 has a big trunk. That's one of their big things. They have a they have a frunk, and then they actually have a trunk too, which is kind of strange for a midsize. Yeah, you can fit two golf bags in the C8. It's what happens when you. Chevy don't. knows their their yeah. market. Yeah. It's, it's what happens when you use a V8 instead of like a V12. Is you get a little extra space in the back. Exactly. I will say though. That other cars I would consider in lieu of the C8 would be the Lotus Evora 400. Okay. Um, you know, I it's, like a Lotus. Yeah. It's. Oh, I'd never in a million years fit in no. any car. I don't think you would fit in a Lotus. I would make myself fit. <laughs> I would get a. I'd you know I'd have a leg reduction yeah. surgery. Just chop off your feet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right, Foot I think binding. We, I think we should move on to our next thing. Okay. As much as we love the C8. Exactly. All right, Alex, you want to tell us what that next bit of news is? <laughs> what that Subaru is teaming up with VW to offer its own line of vaping accessories? <laughs> is, that, is that the one you're responding to? Which, which before we go any further, is a joke. And not it is true. a joke that is a satirical headline. But it is a joke said. that we constantly make in the office because... It's just the stereotypical person who drives a hot hatch also vapes. But it's that true. would be funny. Subaru listeners, let us know what your favorite it would, vape it, flavor is. <laughs> oh, <God>. No. <laughs> Martin smirking at us. Yeah. Uh, vapor. Vape master. Yeah. Um, no, the, 
that makes sense. But I mean, Subaru and V Dubs, you're talking. But I think that's more of like uh, the WRX is a big one. Oh yeah, for me, I mean, it's oh, like yeah. that. You just see them like come up to a stoplight, and you just picture them as he rolls it's, down his window. It, yeah. or maybe vape, a vape cloud comes it, out. It would be shocking not to see a vape cloud at, <laughs> out of a WRX <laughs> in 2019. It'd be shocking. Yeah, or maybe it's a Colorado thing. Yeah, who knows? It could be. I don't Ooh, know. But did you hear specifically talking about vaping in Colorado? way squirrel moment here but that there is another case of some like lung disease from vaping here in colorado yeah there's this there's this weird thing thing where putting anything other than air in your lungs is bad it's just it's a shocking piece of science but (laughs) but it's just people like i can't believe vaping's not safe it's just like what do you (laughs) nothing other than air and like just eight just anything that's supposed to be in your lungs anything else is bad (laughs) not to mention i mean yeah vaping has its health issues but have you guys ever seen the videos of people who have like diesel trucks that roll coal (laughs) and they'll get like one of their buddies to put their face like right up (laughs) to the exhaust and just let the soot just bombard their face i've been rolled cold a few times and it makes on your bike uh it's happened once on my bike i I had some words with that driver Ah. because i didn't find it funny you know shockingly yeah (laughs) you're like i'm on a motorcycle all of a sudden i can't see yeah smoke screen yeah so there were some there were some choice words for that driver yeah for sure well then uh how do you guys feel about um automated automatic braking in your car do any of you guys have that in any of your cars? No, my Graham, cars. you might. Do you have it? Yeah, do you have fanciness? No, I don't have automatic braking. I have collision, like, it will beep, 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 beep. But it won't it'll, automatically. It'll, it'll give you a heads up, but you're still crashing? It, it won't automatically, yes. <laughs> well, it won't automatically do it, but it, like, it beeps really loud, and then, like, I get the vibration in the seats, too, because I have lane assist, too. But mm-hmm. okay, other than well, that, it might be something way far in the settings that I haven't <laughs> I haven't activated. No, that would be, like, a but very big de- button I, I on think the dash. It, I think it's a – yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. So I don't have it, no. Or perhaps your car does have it, and it's just not working. Apparently, according to the Traffic Safety Administration, they've received over 400 individual complaints over the past three years from Nissan, Honda, Volkswagen, and other manufacturers, which might include Mercedes, who knows, um, that uh, they're having issues with their automatic braking feature. Uh, In some cases, uh, some drivers are saying that the car's brakes activated suddenly, even though there was no danger present. Uh, Sometimes that happened at highway speeds. And then other drivers are saying that the brakes didn't engage as expected when there was danger ahead. Yeah, there's just so many variables to how these systems work, whether they're used, I mean, pretty much all of them are using some type of radar to just detect. So it's like, well, if that radar is blocked sure. in any way, like there's dirt on your windshield or something like that's going to affect it. So yeah, it's like, exactly. There's just so much or any kind of, you know, the self-driving cars that use yes. cameras to see. It's like, well, that's great. As long as all your cameras are perfectly clean. It's like, how are you going to solve that problem there? See, and this makes me happy because it means we're still a ways off for self-driving cars. I think we're yes. quite a way off. But um, see, it goes, it goes far, pretty, uh, pretty far back. Like I'm pretty sure it was Mercedes that invented the system uh, for self-braking. And we're talking, it's not recent. We're talking like 25 years ago or something. Yeah, like it's, oh, not, sure. it's not a crazily new thing. Oh, they came up with it a long time yeah. ago. I've never been in a car, I think, with the self-braking. I have been uh, recently in a Jeep that has the lane keep 
Like mm-hmm. it won't let, it's weird. Like you can turn your wheel and once it like detects the yellow lines, it like tries to push you back, which is a very weird feeling. It's Unless like, you it's have like, your turn signal It's on. like aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a little freaky when your it's car weird. takes control. Yeah. What I really do like though is when you have the, uh, when it assists you so that uh, you keep the right speed on the highway. Yeah, yeah. like the, the active cruise control. Yeah, active yeah. cruise control, exactly. That's really awesome. That's I one of the that. reasons I want to move up to a newer vehicle is I want some of this technology. I don't really want the lane keep, although the lane keep I bet would be really nice with a trailer because that – I think we've talked about it. I just moved here from New Hampshire, and that was one of the issues I faced pulling a trailer was that it was just like once you get to, like, the plain states where it's just wind, it was rough sometimes mm-hmm. to keep the, tra- the truck straight with the trailer. So it's like if, if I had lane keep and that would have just managed it for me, that would have been would have been real nice. would have been a lot less stressful of a drive. Yeah. I have active cruise control. I like it, but it, it's weird because you have to, like, it's – it's an older version, so it's like you have to set the distance and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm just like, I set the distance, but it's, I know it's not the correct distance. But it's still, it still it's, works. It's yeah. it's good when you're like driving really long distances and like you're going in the flow of traffic. The problem is like when it's a lot of start and stop, it becomes a little kind of. I think they're probably better now. Mine's like a 2016, so but I think they're a lot better now. But like when you're going start and stop, it's it's I, yeah. yeah. I just read rumors that BMW might be putting it on their motorcycles. Interesting. In the next like two to three years, people are saying the next um, S1000XR, which is my bike. The there the rumors that's the current one on the block for being upgraded and people are saying it might have active cruise control okay. which is like it already has cruise that control cool. which is the best thing on a motorcycle that seems scary like any like not having control of your motorcycle seems like a pretty hard step so yeah, it's like we'll definitely. see we'll see how that integrates into motorcycles for sure. safety but uh I mean, I like it. I like most of these safety things. I like active cruise control. The lane keep could be nice, but I have had it where it sucks. So True. And I will add that um, I did actually write an article about the new Audi A8, which you all can read at www.rcommunitynow.com, uh, talking about some of the driver aid features, uh, including one that kind of drives the car in traffic, like bumper to bumper traffic mm-hmm. for you, which is kind of nice. Like, yeah, you so still have to kind of Tesla, pay attention. Tesla do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I could, I could see that being useful because God, when you're sitting in so nice. bumper to bumper traffic, yeah. you don't actually, uh, it's not you've engaging. Seen that, you've seen that video of the Uber, uh, not Uber. Wow. Uh, uh, the Tesla driver that's fall that has fallen asleep. Yeah. I don't want to talk about which it. Seems, which seems crazy to me. Cause Tesla keeps saying that like, it, I mean, that car must have been screaming at her because there's like a bunch of warnings that mm-hmm. it does. Because you're supposed to touch, it it's supposed to feel the steering wheel like every 30 seconds or it like screams at you. So she must be a heavy sleeper because that <laughs> car was probably just like violently yelling at you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it actually it makes me think that they should go even farther where it's like, you know, we're going to complain at 30. We're going to up it at 60, and after a minute of not touching the steering wheel, we're going to turn your speakers all the way up and blast. Taylor Swift. Just, no, blast like heavy death metal. <laughs> just like that we've, that. Pre- that we've pre-programmed into the car, so you well, can't change it. Well, what they should do is just have like a camera like above it and just like – And that's or, a thing. Or at the rear view mirror yeah. and just like – 
because they do facial recognition stuff with those things. You could just have it make sure that their I'm, eyes are open. I, I know, like I that. know some of the other brands. I don't know if Tesla's doing it, but I think Audi and BMW, I want to say, have eye detection now, um, and they'll complain um, if you're not looking forward enough. So hmm, interesting, definitely exists. Alrighty. Well, I do, spe- oh, speaking of one more automation thing that I do really like is that it's a lot of the midsize and even full-size trucks are now getting off-road cruise control, which I do think is pretty sweet, especially for people who are new to off-roading and you just don't understand how to handle the vehicle where it's, it's just nice that it's like, I can just set it to like one to five miles an hour and it'll do everything for yeah. me, and I just have to steer. I'm like, sure. that's totally cheating. But it's, I was going to say, coming from a guy who wants I know. a manual Tacoma. It's true. Yeah, The manual Tacomas, I think, have it. Do they really? Yeah, I think they do. I'll be interested to try it I out. don't know how they do how they work the clutch, but I believe the manual ones still have it. But, um, but there's great videos of, especially the Tacomas with it, where they'll bury the truck in like six feet of sand, uh-huh. and you can just do the cruise control, and it figures out how to get itself out. Huh. And it just like rocks itself until, and then you're free. And it's like, what? <laughs> wow, that's really incredible. What I, I saw something interesting the other day, though, because I have the Tacoma mm-hmm. and it is a manual. But I saw a video about the uh, the off road builders in Iceland, and they were showing that they never have manual; they always have automatic, because they say manual <laughs> once they are driving up the snow and they are driving up uh, pretty steep inclines that they wouldn't be able to get them going again. That they have to have this the steady Yeah, they just they the just automatic. cannot it's they really cannot they can't risk a pause at all. Yeah, I would uh, think the exact opposite, but all the Icelandic uh, monster trucks or whatever you want to call them uh-huh. like yeah. crazy off-roaders, they're all automatics. Well, I think that's just the truth in any big truck these days. I think um, uh, the manual Tacoma is a rarity. Um, that people just like it enough that they're still selling it. But it's like you haven't been able to get a manual heavy-duty truck in like 25 years because it's just like it's just not useful. <laughs> I mean, even the big Mack trucks now are almost entirely automatic. Oh, yeah, the big Because like, it's just like trucks. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like only the older semi-trucks are still like 36 gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a nightmare. But so it's I think the whole world is has constantly been moving towards automatic because um, it's just honestly, it's probably just safer in, in a lot of cases. And, and for stuff like, you know, hardcore off-roading and whatnot, the manual is almost never going to be as good or racing. We, it's been proven a thousand times over that automatics are better for racing at this point, which is sad, but true. Yeah. At this point for sure. They're better. Yeah. Better for fuel efficiency too. You know, you know, 30 years ago, the manual was more fuel efficient than the automatic and now it's not even close. It's, yes. a, lot, it's a lot cheaper to fix when your clutch goes out. Yeah. So that's nice. Plus, Alex, it's not always about the destination. True. It's about how you get no, that's, there. And, and that's, sometimes that's we want to row through the gears. Yeah, that's why manuals yeah, still exist because exactly. there's plenty of people who want that that uh, manual feel, really. That's True. why it does why I drive a motorcycle because the truck is insanely boring to drive. So I, I, <laughs> I like shifting. So True. True. Well, how do you guys uh, feel about some automotive history. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's buzz through this real quick. On August 22nd, 1950, uh, speed control was patented, or a speed control device was patented by a Mr. Ralph R. Teeter of Hagerstown, Indiana. 
And that's interesting and relevant because we were just talking about adaptive cruise control. Well, that technology eventually became the very first form of cruise control. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then on August 23rd, 1913, uh, Yosemite National Park opened the gates to motor vehicles. So now you could drive into the park. Fantastic. Um, going back to the first, uh, the speed, con- uh, speed control patent. So was it just patented in 1950? Did, did what, Do you know when it actually like, was starting to get into actual cars? Because I, I would think that that seems a little early, like if you think of like, as I'm thinking back, that seems early for me. I mean, but. really, you're just sticking the throttle. So right. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, yeah, probably yeah. one of the least complicated uh, things a car can do. Yeah. And it was sense. likely a mechanical system. Right. Yeah. You know, you just put the pedal and then you like lock it, lock it at yeah, where yeah. it is or something, yeah. which yeah. is horrifying. But <laughs> they actually people do that with their motorcycles. It's a really common accessory mm-hmm. is a throttle lock mm-hmm. where you just like put a little wheel on your throttle yeah. and you pull the throttle and then you tighten it and it sticks the throttle which is like ghetto cruise control and i'm right. like the, and the nice thing is that they're, they're designed that they don't impede you from unthrottling it uh-huh. it did like the, how they're built is it's, oh, yeah. it's it's just resistant so it's just like you can get out of it really easily uh-huh. but it's like every time i see that i'm just like that's crazy <laughs> I was like, I'll stick with my electronic cruise control or just no cruise control. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Graham, anything else to add? No, I, that, that was my only. I have, I have such mixed feelings about letting motorized vehicles into national parks. As someone who loves going through them on my motorcycle, I'm like, this is great that I get to do it, but it's like... It should be it's limited. Al- it's also yeah. just shitty, for the, yeah. especially for the animals. I read an article that the elk population in Colorado and just kind of that corridor in the Rocky mountains mm-hmm. is like pretty drastically shrinking. Be- right. And they think it's because of like hikers and just like off-roading vehicles and stuff. Noise pollution. Yeah. That it's, it's just causing uh baby elk to die for different reasons. Most of it, like scaring the mother off and separating the mom and the baby mm. um, is a big issue because people are just, it's such a big thing now to go off-road um, so have you ever have you been through Yosemite or Yellowstone? I haven't. That's on my list. Yeah, Yellowstone is just crazy because I think they do a pretty good job at it um, with the amount of roads they have. But like you'll drive because it's so big, it's so massive. You have to have roads that go through it. But right. you'll drive from one side of the park, which is like geysers and other things, and you'll drive to the other side, which is like where the Yellowstone Lake is, and like. There's multiple buffalo that just sit on the road, and you'll like oh, you yeah. can see those memes or videos well, with like where the buffalo are like blocking the road, and then some yeah. idiot guy will come out and try and scare the buffalo. Yeah, I mean it's like Rocky Mountain National. It's pretty common for the yeah. elk to be on the road, and yeah, you're sure. just stuck there. Mount Evans, there's goats, um, so you just have to kind of deal with that. Buffalo is a different level, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Those things can they're, wreck a car because they're bigger than your car. Um, same with like a moose. You could run it be pretty hard to run into a moose in rocky mountain national because it's just a little too south for moose so it's like would be a little bit of a rarity to see one but it's totally possible black bears are the big ones for yosemite and and yellowstone yeah and i definitely think also that they are very very aware of this issue as you see some of the parks now like for example i believe it's scion where you can no longer drive in you can only go Hmm. on organized tour buses in and and hike in and stuff like that so once they do get to a point where it becomes an issue for the wildlife and, the, and nature, I think they do cut it off. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll be interested to see like how long we'll be able to continue to drive through Rocky Mountain. Because I can't imagine they'd be willing to let the elk population just disappear because that's like a huge reason why people go to Estes Park and sure. Rocky Mountains. I would, I would think that if anything, they would cut off the ability to drive across the pass mm-hmm. because they often, the elk, they do live up above tree line there. Yeah. So that would be an easy one that you can only drive from either the west or the eastern side. Mm-hmm. Right, or just only issue you know, permits and stuff like they do for hiking. Yeah. R- big mountains. R- really limit like the amount of people who go through it and like do lotteries and stuff. Yeah. Of like, you know, we're only going to let 10,000 people through the park this year. Sign up <laughs> instead of just like what it is now is like, go crazy. Like definitely. Well guys, let's kind of move on and save that for another episode. Yeah. Um, let's move on to what I'm driving now. Uh, which is going to be interesting because in a couple of days I will have my hands on a new Jeep Gladiator. Is it a Rubicon? Do we know? I, I'm not for certain yet. I haven't got the spec shock- sheet. It would be shocking if it's not a Rubicon. Yeah. Unless they be. were really trying to push one of the other trims, um, which could be possible. They have a nice Overland trim, which is right under the Rubicon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we got it. It would just like it would it would be solely for a marketing reason that like hey we really want to sell the sport or something. Yeah, exactly. But, but like nine out of ten times they're gonna give us a Rubicon because it's the best. So exactly, and I'm for it. And we are actually gonna use it. So stay tuned, listeners. Next week we are actually gonna take the uh, Jeep Gladiator, hopefully Rubicon, uh, up to the Rocky Mountains for a little fun. So yeah, yeah, it should be a good time. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It gives us an excuse to get out of the office. And Josh, too. I need all the excuses I can get. <laughs> Believe me. Exactly. He doesn't uh, see the sun much, so we, we try and... They don't let me out. Yeah. He gets one <laughs> hour of outside recreational you time. Tell people. <laughs> they, got, they got the tech team all boxed in over there. Yes. I'm just like in their little hole. fantastic. I can't yeah. wait to be a part of this. this yeah. Is, you know, yeah, definitely. They're letting them out for uh, good behavior plus for a day. Plus, it's like a, a little bit of a, te- a free test drive for Josh because exactly. he's, he's in the hunting market for a, a mid-sized truck. He is actually in the market for a mid-sized truck. We'll see what this gladiator does to me. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. yeah. Well, Josh, what are you looking at right now? Yeah. Uh, Chevy Colorados. Yeah. Chevy Colorado. That's it. What other cars? You're looking at other Jeep, things. Oh, they're just small trucks. Wrangler. Yeah. Sport. Mm-hmm. Sport, Toyota, Ooh, sport. Tacoma, mm-hmm. truck. Yes. What what Tacoma? Are you looking at certain? Um, like, whatever is as low mileage as possible, but used, because I'm on a budget. Here's yeah. here's my suggestion. Yeah. No on the t- Toyota. <laughs> wow. Well, that was expected. Yeah, Graham's opinion about Toyota doesn't really matter, especially because we have Martin who has a sweet Tacoma, so it's just nonsense that <laughs> Graham's a hater. Get a Tacoma. I, I think the, the, the high-level ones, the whatever you call them. The, the TRD Pros. Yeah, the TRD Pros. That's that's fine. But what, what you get a, a normal. What trim level is yours, Martin? So I have the TRD Off-Road. Okay. It's a yeah. 2012, so uh, somewhat low mileage and uh, somewhat affordable. So, so you have the Is off- it for sale? Is that what <laughs> is you're trying to tell us? No, I, <laughs> you can't have my truck. <laughs> <laughs> But Martin's gone. The dis- is it lifted? 
Yeah, so it's just got the spacers on it, so okay. it's lifted you, that way. Yeah, because you can't you can't do stock lift with the thirty threes that you have on. You got some big old tires. Yeah, they're really big. Yeah. I'm, I'm really scared of the day when uh, I need to get some new rubber on. <laughs> did you did you <laughs> did you only did you only get four, or were you smart and bought five? Well, I, when I bought it, I haven't had it for this long. So uh, when I bought it, I already had these tires on. Oh really? So. Oh sweet! You got a pre pre built. But uh, I'm working on making it a. Through overlander build and sometime down the line i would like to drive it to patagonia so oh, yeah. and that's oh, why awesome. i chose the the tacoma and toyota in general was because once you you get pretty remote shaking his head. toyota parts are much easier to deal with than other yeah. parts it is the world's largest automaker so mm-hmm. and also a reason that i wanted a manual so yeah. that even though it's a it's a bit of a heavy beast now but uh, with a little help from some f- <laughs> local friends i would find you could push started if needed yeah so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't even think no, that. I like I've I'm one of the I'm I'm in the market and I'm looking at Tacomas. Um, I would prefer a Wrangler, too tall, so that ship sail. A Wrangler or a Gladiator? That's a tough one. Uh, so Alex told me a fun little fact the other day that he's excited about the new Tacoma coming out. Yeah, because this it's got is, power seats, baby. Because this I, is the first time <laughs> Alex can actually fit in a Tacoma. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I don't know. I just I know yeah, I don't. Hoping. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, I know I don't fit in non. Uh, electronic powered seats Tacomas so you know fingers crossed kind of because the other vehicle I'm looking at I really want more except that I can't afford it in any way which is the Ram Power Wagon which is just like it's just beautiful it's just like the essence of I don't care about you nature (laughs) okay coming from the guy who was just talking about how much he is concerned about the noise levels in national parks it's not that loud and it's you know I mean it's a 2500 so it's not exactly the most like pollution friendly either yeah Um, that thing but it's just like it's it's the highest stock vehicle you can buy like ground clearance wise right. for off-roading it's the only uh truck in america that comes standard with a twelve thousand pound winch or just winch in general but it's a twelve thousand. uh the 2019s are synthetic now which is awesome mm-hmm. it's just a beast like the only thing it is wrong with it from stock is that they didn't put 35s on it oh which, my gosh which is just like seems like a miss because the raptor does have 35s so that's like so I had I had one. Yeah. Fiat Chrysler gave me a tradesman with the power wagon package, mm-hmm. and that thing I felt like I needed to pole vault into. And you want it? Well, I mean, you are six I'm eight, huge, but yeah. still, I'm six foot one, yeah. and I feel like I was climbing That's a tree the, every I single just, time I, just, I got into I just, it. I just like every single video I look online on the power wagon. It's like you can just go off road and just drive in a True. straight line if you want. Like there's almost nothing that's going to stop you. I'm like, that sounds great. Cause I don't know how off roady I want to get. I know I definitely want to go off roady. That's why I'm looking at a Tacoma. Cause I want a manual. Um, but if I can't do the Tacoma, then it's like the power wagon interests me. Cause it's like, I can just do whatever. Like it's a rock crawler. It's an overlander. You can build it differently. I'm, you know, Plus va- it. vaguely sexually attracted to Ram boxes. <laughs> Oh my god! Like they're just like <laughs> I love the Ram boxes. I'm like, why does where where are all the other car dealerships? I'm like, this, these things are awesome. Plus, you get okay. to, you get the power wagon decal in the back. Yeah, I was telling I was telling Jeff the other day if I had a power wagon, I'd 
take the decals off and re put them on. And it, instead of saying power wagon, I would just have it say power really big, <laughs> <laughs> just to like make it ridiculous. But oh god, I love the power wagon. But you well, know. wait till you drive one because when that's I that's what had I'm doing that, this weekend, Saturday, I'm going straight to a power wagon. Yeah, it was phenomenal on the road. It was since it has such a soft suspension, you know, because set up for off roading. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's on road manners were not. It wasn't. It didn't feel truck like. Mm-hmm. It was gushy. It was comfortable. Uh, I could drive that thing yeah. for miles and miles and miles until I ran out of money because gas. Oh, I would like to mention because we, we last week we talked about how I was saying I can't understand how anyone would ever buy a Ford right now over <laughs> a Ram because the Rams are just so nice. The new rumor is that Ford's putting a twelve inch screen in the next. F-150. That's just come out. They're making their screen 50% bigger, which puts it at 12 inches. So they're <laughs> they're fighting. Mm, so we'll, we'll see how... It's now it's size. Well, so, so now it's a... We've, we've got a tailgate war happening. Mm-hmm. We've got... Um, we, we Ford won the Power Mirror War. That happened a couple years ago. But I think Ford has the best trailer mirrors. Mm. Um, now they're doing, there's a touchscreen war, which I think is pretty low on the list of things you want them to fight about. It's like, great, my my work truck has a 12-inch touchscreen now. Who cares? Did you mention the tailgate war? Yeah, I love the tailgate yeah. war. I hate the they're, tailgate. They're pretty nonsense. That's the, one thing. The GMC about, tailgate is just confusing. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's it just, is. 28 functions or something. Yeah. And I wonder when okay. it's going to trickle. Will it trickle into mid-sized trucks? Yeah, the That's midsize the trucks. The midsize trucks are all, except for the Gladiator, all look very similar, and are like just have really small things that make them different. And it, but it's like it, you're like getting the same truck across all of them, which is kind of a bummer. And they're like none of them have anything that makes them super stick out, other than like Tacoma. You can do a manual, but now the Glad the Gladiator really sticks out. Yeah, and you can take the roof and doors off. Yeah, so the Gladiator is shaking it up. So we'll see how how these companies respond. You know, there's the rumor that the Bronco um, is going to have doors off. So, Or are know. they going to pull a Chevy and make it a crossover <laughs> Mustang-inspired oh, SUV like oh. the Blazer? Ew. Yeah. No. Gross. I might have to save that for grievances. Um, yeah. But going back to the tailgate war, there's a couple things I do like about certain tailgates. Like, I do like the ability to have it latch down but also latch open. Yeah, the twenty open. Yeah, the, 2020, the 2020 Ram has the split tailgate now. Yeah, and I do like the idea. Like, I like power anything, so having a power. Yeah, having that power down. I don't know if any of them are power up, which would be sweet. Yeah, but this well, seems a little overcomplicated. But like the additional steps and all those other things, and then like the additional like. Uh, uh, tailgate inside of a tailgate when it like folds down yeah. and then folds down again. Inception tailgate. The GMC is yeah. weird. It's, it's a ridiculous. weird tailgate. Yeah, yeah. People should go look it up because it is. It's a little wacky, uh, you, you, and you have to love that a little bit. It um, is. But yeah, well, yeah. let's go back to uh, the midsize trucks for Josh Graham. If you wouldn't take a Tacoma, then you, which one would you take? If you were to buy a midsize truck today. Which one would you have? Mm. Hmm. It's not a complicated <laughs> question. There's yes, a, it, it's actually there, very complicated. There's about, you have there's like about three to choose from. I was going to say there's about four to pick from. Mm, I'm probably today. How is it not the Gladiator right yeah. away? 
I mean, that's my pick. Uh, my argument against the Gladiator is it's kind of wacky looking. It and is. Some people like yeah. that, yeah. and I think a lot of people don't like it. I'm not a uh, that would. I haven't ridden in one, so I'm really excited next week to ride in one, and then I'll I'll decide from there. I, I think, as much as I hate saying this, I would probably go with the Ford Ranger right now. Ooh, Ooh, fascinating. Yes. Ford Ranger. Why? Yeah. We haven't talked about the Ranger for Josh. That hasn't. That has a rear locker, so that's, you know, and it's got the 10-speed, which is, like, super smooth. I've, mm-hmm. I've driven that's a Ranger. It is very nice. The, the, the 2.4 EcoBoost is slightly disappointing in that you just wish you had a bigger engine. Um, but it's good. It's that's the zippy. only thing that I, yeah, that's the only thing that I really have a problem with. Yeah. On it, it's like it just has a. But that's I have a problem with that with all midsize. I feel like they all have a little bit under performing. Yeah. I do. I did believe I just read a rumor that Rams working on the Dakota again. So Are they? I think. Okay. I think. Okay. See, I, think, I would go with that right away. I think we I have mean, that. A, would be yeah, my, my I think. Move. I, th- I, I would be surprised if Ram didn't. Rams has been knocking it out, or just Dodge in general has just been crushing the car industry because they're just like, we're just gonna build what people want. Like you yeah. want a seven hundred horsepower V eight, cool. We'll do it. And we're going to try and put it in every vehicle we make. <laughs> and it's, you know, um, you know, they're building, you know, the Ram Rebels are pretty awesome. You know, they still make the Power Wagon, sure. which is a ridiculous vehicle. And it's like, but we still make it, and it's pretty sweet. So, and, now, you know, now they have a Cummings engine with a 1,000 foot-pounds of torque, which is ridiculous. And so I, c- I couldn't imagine the Dakota not just being mm. a hit. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Hellcat in it, which would oh, be man. So, if they did like a lower Dakota with the Hellcat, yes. it would be so dope. Speaking of what's taking but, Ford so long to give us a Ranger Raptor. Yeah. You but know what I mean? They, they, have, they want, well, it's the, the reason the Ranger Raptor is not here is because the U S is the only country that gets the actual Raptor. So that's oh, the rest wow. of the world gets the Ranger Raptor and we get the actual Raptor and they don't want it to cannibalize. But I think the Ranger's not selling particularly well um i think it's third which is mm. unfortunately strangely enough second is the truck that we all keep forgetting but nissan does have a mid-sized truck yeah the frontier <laughs> and the frontier is actually number two this year for sales which is mind-boggling when was yeah. the last time they did a model 15 years like, update? Yeah. I know it's been 15 years. 15 years since yeah. they've done an update to it. Yep. We sound like, I mean, the Tacoma's right there with it. Yeah. The Tacoma's gotten small True. body changes, but like, no, this, at least this it's last year, this last year was a, a new version, right? Or this yeah. coming year. The 2020, 2020. is probably yeah, the yeah. biggest change they're doing, but it's still like 99% the same. But the touchscreen and like some of the yeah, interior stuff. The is, interior, but yeah. that's what Tacoma's, Tacoma hasn't taken a big leap. They just keep doing these small incremental changes to like make them not look a thousand years old. Yeah. But it's not like what Ram did, like the 2018 or what was it 2017? They refreshed all the trucks and they look radically different. Uh, Ford did the same from 14 to 15. They look radically different. Um, I th- I th- Ford's coming out with a new F-150 next year. That's going to look, I think, relatively different. Mm. I, so back to my midsize, it's got to be the Ranger, the, the I can't pronounce it, the Lorat or the Lorat. Lariat. The Lariat, Lariat version. Yeah, it's got to be the that version. version. I was pretty. With technology <laughs> package, off-road package. It's got to have yeah, everything. It's got to have everything. That's yeah. what I feel like which is about the midsize. A, which is about a $45,000 truck, which puts it exactly at the, TRD Pro, which I think is lunacy because the TRD Pro is way better than a Ranger for off-road. And we're getting into Gladiator territory as well. Yeah, you could get a Rubicon Gladiator. Is it 45 or is it 
40 because it's 45 is it uh-huh. if you have <coughs> and it doesn't fully have loaded? it doesn't okay. have other things i was pretty dead set on getting a ranger when it was coming out because i really wanted a mid-sized truck and i fit in it which was surprising and i was like i think i'm gonna buy this but then i just like started thinking about like well you still can't get it with a sunroof which is like why would i pay forty five thousand dollars for a truck that doesn't have a sunroof, if I really want it, where it's like where every other midsize truck has it. So it feels like Ford kind of just like didn't care. And they're like, we're just going to do a first generation and it's going to be okay. But it's like, it doesn't feel like it's built to compete with the other brands, which I think is a miss because it's price point. Again, the Lariat, which is in Ford world, typically kind of a mid grade package. Like it's got leather mm-hmm. seats and mm-hmm. it's kind of nice, but yeah. it's not like crazily nice. Whereas like, but putting your midsize or putting your mid range name at the same price as the maxed out Tacoma or even ZR2 is like, seems crazy to me. Cause I would, I would take the Tacoma or the ZR2 way over the Ranger at this point. Okay. So, so we have one Tacoma, Martin, you're a Tacoma if, man. If, He's if, shaking yeah. his head. Yes. yes. And Graham, you're a Ranger man. I yes definitely and also picking the Ranger over the Gladiators is lunacy. It is. It's just lunacy, <laughs> in my opinion. See, I'm. A, I think. I, I think. I actually think the Ranger looks better than the Gladiator. I will see how the Gladiator runs. I just have had bad. I've I owned a Jeep Grand Cherokee back in my younger years, and uh, you're I like, you're like 25. I <laughs> actually Graham's quite a bit older than both of us but we won't say it on the air yeah we won't say old no we don't ask Mm -hmm. yeah we're not just here um but yeah so yeah i i want to ride in it i i agree it just doesn't from the little from photos and then seeing it at a car show it just looks just like they just extended it extended out a a wrangler and i don't know i i want to see how it rides right well, we and were, and I just feel like they're super expensive. I mean, forty five for they like, are right. Pri- I mean, they, again, they are pretty much priced at the midsize. No one's gone. I think the truck that's broken away a little bit is the ZR two because uh, they have the new Bison package, which yeah, is like that borderline sixty thousand dollars, which is nuts for a midsize truck. <laughs> Wait, for, is that for a Colorado? Yeah, yeah, it's a ZR2 Bison package, which is like they add an extra like thousand pounds of armor to the ZR2, so you can pretty much just crash it through a building and you're good to go. <laughs> All right, I'm changing All right, my Hollywood, answer. That's you the listening? one that the yeah, you should the, buy. <laughs> the ZR2 Bison is pretty sweet. Like you throw the diesel in that thing. Oh yeah, it's a it's a street legal tank. I mean, it just is. But so if the Gladiator wasn't an option, I would definitely go for the Colorado. Oh, see, I'm t- I'm with my over the ranger. I'm a, I'm a definitely. Taco, I'm a taco guy, especially with them updating the Tacoma's uh, digital stuff. I'm totally in on the Tacoma, and they're still manual. So and there's the reliability thing. Yeah, like, yeah. It's I mean, just unbeatable. You can just you can get it fixed anywhere by like shamans and the Amazon oh, man. <laughs> you Toyota <laughs> people, you guys are afraid that's to twist I'm, nuts. <laughs> You know, and I mean lug nuts. That's the, that's the nice thing. Is I'm planning to put half a million miles on it. <laughs> yeah. You should go. We, we've talked several times about there's, you know, at least two to three Tacomas in the world now that have crossed the million mile mark. True. Which is crazy. Well, and there's plenty of Mercedes that have done that, and there's plenty of Cadillacs that have done that, yeah, too. Yeah, but so. they drive only on the road. This is a mid-sized truck. <laughs> These are trucks that are towing and going off-road. I towed with a Cadillac before. <laughs> 
T H S too. Hey Graham, your girlfriend doesn't count. <laughs> oh, good that was a burn. Ooh, we're getting, Actually, we're getting personal here. I think, I think <laughs> we, we better should, cool it off. I think we should move bit. on to our last section of the podcast. Now, actually, no, we have a couple minutes. I, Martin has actually, um, you know, he's from Copenhagen, in case you guys were wondering originally, and he's lived many places throughout the world. So I kind of wanted to ask you, what are some of the cars that you've owned when you've lived in other countries? You know, uh, not that many, actually. Oh, because, okay. Because, uh, like, in Denmark, I had a few different... Uh, my very first car was a Daihatsu Charade. Okay. Three, <laughs> three cylinders. That, that just sounds made up. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Like, like a charade. Yeah. It was a hot hatch without the hut. Oh, okay. And uh, it was I, a not hatch. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it was a hatch. It was just I not hot. I destroyed the yeah. clutch on it, and it like bicycles were getting way further ahead than me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible car, and I've had a a Fiat Uno that was pretty Ooh. pretty bad too. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a Fiat. Uh, what was that one? It was a little turbo. That was a fun one. But mostly in Europe. So when I traveled around the world, otherwise I mostly rode uh, bicycles and oh, okay. uh, mopeds and stuff like uh-huh. that. Nice motorcycles. It just made more sense. It, it gets complicated when you're living in in Zanzibar in Africa and sure. Philippines. And I lived in Philippines on an island that didn't have any cars on it. So <laughs> that sounds like my hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, not, it's not a good island for this show. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, on that note. Let's uh, talk about our automotive grievances. Alex, you're smiling. Looks um, like you have something to well, contribute. I, cre- I created a grievance this morning because last week we talked about the Mustang-inspired crossover that all of us <laughs> yes. are dreading. And this morning as I was driving to work, I literally thought I saw one because it like I was like, that's exactly what it would look like. It was a... Uh, Mercedes GLC 43 AMG, which people can go look it up online, but it's like literally just looks like, and the one I saw was white with, it had two black racing stripes. And then on the side, it had AMG stickering. It was the most hideous car I've ever seen in my life. And it looked exactly like what I think the busting is going (laughs) to look like. It's horrible. I agree with your uh, thing that that's what it's going to look like. I don't think they they look that hideous though. I, what? Yeah, it was especially bad with the 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 striping. So maybe it's like if I had saw it naked, I would be less aggressive. But the fact that they're making oh. it Mustang inspired, I feel like I have to assume that there's well, going to be a stripe package, it's, and it's going to be the worst thing ever. I haven't seen any uh, AMGs with the stripe package. I think this is also BMW has been doing this for a while with their um, grand touring packages. Yeah, well, they have, basically they have M package. You can get an like an MX5 now, which yeah. is sweet. <laughs> and so if what you want to tell the entire world you have a lot of money and no taste, yeah, but it's still, I mean it's like no. it's still like a 500 horsepower cr- crossover. That's pretty yeah. dope. The big thing is like with these, they like basically get rid of that back window and kind of make it. It's like a mix between a hatchback and like a, a sedan. Yeah, it's a crossover. Yeah, That's, here you've I, expl- got it, I got you've it up ex- on my computer. Yeah, I, uh, I, I hate 
high lifted sedans. Yeah. Like that's what that was like. Uh, is it Chevy has like a high lifted convertible? I think it's Chevy, right? I have no, the clue. one, one of the American, I've seen it a few times, but it is like, it's an identity crisis. It doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah, right, exactly. That. It has none of the benefits of an actual SUV, yeah. and it has none of the like performance benefits of a car. It's just goofy. It's like, yeah, yeah they're yeah. But when oh, I saw right, right. it's an AMG, I'll take it. Yeah, but it is an AMG. <laughs> it the person who's driving it, and their windows were tinted enough where I couldn't see. Who well, was of driving course it. they would. They, you yeah. wouldn't want to be seen in that car. It's if you it was it. it was pretty bad. I was like, who? That it looked like it was so bad. Like if I didn't know that that was probably like a hundred thousand dollar car because it's an AMG, like if I didn't know that, I would think it was like a shitty first high school car because <laughs> of how how like the stripes and shit. I was like, this is so oh, okay. Clear- it's like it gets give me a headache. Okay, looking clearly, at it. clearly, it's a paint job more than the car. I thought no, it's the design. car. Too. No, but, it was okay. the combination. Was it a forty three or was it a sixty three? It was a forty three. Okay. We don't, we don't talk bad about 63s in this room. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, I think the 43 does look uh, like... I think this is I, exactly I'm, what the Mustang uh, crossover is going to Oh, look I like. think you're yeah. in the same... Yeah, you're in and the that, boat, ma- that makes me feel sick on the inside. <laughs> I've seen the 63, and it looks a lot better. I'm more excited because Ford also, I think, announced that the Explorer EV that they're doing is going to do 500 miles on a charge, which I'm like, I'm in on that. That's enough. Like, that's a great mileage. That's a car mileage. It's just like, how long is it going to take to... It's better than a Tacoma mileage limit. Yeah. That much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's better than gas. Just the, don't listen. The problem is that it, then it only takes three minutes to fill a Tacoma where I can't... It's going to take half a day to fill 500 miles of the car. I mean, they're, that's a big thing that they're working on right now. Did you see how Tesla got around that? So you can drive a Tesla in, and it swaps out the entire uh, battery of the that car, was, and it swaps it out yeah. in less time than it takes to fill a tank with gas. That was the original promise. Oh, it's not there. And it's and it was the original idea of EVs because they were just like we're never going to be able I'm to charge fake, these cars. Fake news around, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were. That was well, that Peugeot was. Peugeot actually did it once yeah. too. That was the original idea of Tesla. That's what Elon Musk was trying to sell at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Was we're going to build gas stations everywhere but instead of charging you would just hot swap out the batteries right right um and then the batteries that they take the would charge the battery see i yeah. thought it was a thing where you could charge d- for free or you could swap for payment i, d- I don't think there is a swappable battery currently huh. out there interesting um but it's the charging's doing they've focused a lot on getting charging better and now it's like a lot of these like teslas can be like 80 percent full in under a half hour, which is pretty good. I mean, that's reasonable. It's still not great, but like it's interesting when I go on long motorcycle trips, I'm seeing more and more Teslas, and I'm just like, it must work for them because I see it a lot. But it's like, boy, we're I've been in some places where I'm like, there's no way they can charge yeah. right now. There's no way. So it's just like it's interesting to see people are starting to branch out from cities it's and go not on. a not a good road trip. Huh? Yeah, unless you have to pee a lot. I did drive the I did drive the Model X recently though, mm-hmm. and wow, yeah, wow, yeah, <laughs> they're nice. I mean, we're so fast. We're not we're not big Tesla lovers here for different reasons, right? But it's still I st- I think arguably, it is still the best current electric vehicle. Porsche Taycan. 
Yeah, he's going to be this. Yeah, but especially the Model 3, I just think there's no competition for the Model 3 right now. And I think the Model 3, especially the interior, is the worst thing ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. It's like just, they just try and punch it on ludicrous mode. On yeah, the you'd have fun. Legs. But it's like the Model 3 is like, we're going to take a Subaru Legacy and we're going to rip a MacBook Air's screen oh, off and yeah. paste it onto, and that's going to be the card. It's like, oh, it's I can't so ride in one of those until it's completely autonomous because I want to keep my eyes closed the whole time because <laughs> it's so hideous. Yeah. Anywho, on that note, guys, I think it's about time to wrap things up. We're at the top of the hour. So I just want to say uh, big thanks to Josh for not turning our mics off during the podcast. A huge shout out to Fiat Chrysler Automobiles for allowing us to get behind the wheel and our community now where you can read more on our thoughts on cars culture food and more for making this all possible want to hear more feel free to tailgate us on spotify apple Podcasts, red circle and ocn i'm your host jeff herbert thanks for listening to another gasoline soaked episode of ocn drives this has been ocn drives with jeffrey herbert ocn drives has been brought to you by ourcommunitynow.com our community now the website that shows you everything going on in your community right now.